Welcome back, All-Stars, to a very special edition. Uh, we are back this week from Florida, and we have a lot to tell you about that. But first, uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the news and everything that's going on with Florida right now. We wanted to say at the top of this podcast that if you had an interest, and we hope you do, in helping out your fellow Americans, you can do so at floridadisasterfund.org or you can text disaster to 20222. Whether you believe it's climate change or the wrath of God, it doesn't matter. Your fellow citizens are in trouble right now. Hundreds of thousands of people are without power in Florida and about 50 people have died. So go ahead and drop some ducats into the good karma bin, won't you please? Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50? Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home and dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars Podcast. As I said at the top of the show, we arrived in Florida after a very long journey. Uh, we've mentioned in earlier episodes that we were going to end up here. Denise is actually a huge driver behind that. So first off, how are you now that we're here? I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, it's so bittersweet because I'm really, really happy to be here, but we came at a time where a natural disaster happened and, um, we we're very fortunate to be spared its wrath, but with that comes the guilt of having survived its wrath. And I have several friends and colleagues who work in permanent makeup that live here that um, had major destruction to their homes, uh, their cars, uh, just can't even go back, inhabitable. Uh, my girlfriend who actually lives in Chicago owns a timeshare in Sanibel Island and um, she sent me a photo of the timeshare and it's just it's dust, it's rubble. And um, she's been going there for 30 years. I mean, she her her kids are now grown adults and they were raised going to Sanibel every year. And um, the bridge has been wiped out. And I mean, she's one person. She vacations there. There are people who actually live there that are stranded on Sanibel Island because rescue workers are not taking a boat or flying to, um, to help them because they have more urgent matters right here. And so those people, unfortunately, are going to have to wait for help. So um, I'm happy to be here. I'm sad to be here. I'm sad about what happened. We've been really quiet all week. When I got here, I was posting, uh, you know, what was happening here in Florida because we landed on a Sunday and the hurricane started up the winds and everything Tuesday night. And then Wednesday morning, it was like, you know, uh, really kicking into gear. It didn't actually hit until Wednesday evening. Uh, I think it was after 10 o'clock, uh, depending on where you were in the state. Um, meaning uh, some people got hit a, a little sooner. In any case, we've been very, very quiet all week. I, I've only posted a few photos about where we are located, how we were affected. Yeah. I haven't posted anything about our Dallas trip. Um, just very inappropriate. Like I, I, I don't, I don't care about our Dallas trip right now. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, about four other cities up until this point uh, at the time you're seeing us in the podcast. And yeah. we'll get to those cities in a different episode, but it just felt super um, callous to not talk about what's going on here since we are here. So this is actually one of the most recent, like in terms of our experience versus when the, the podcast drops yes. uh, episodes that you're probably going to hear since we left L.A., yeah, it is. Um, it's almost um in real time. Uh, and uh, and we always we travel and then we'll you know record on the road and talk about the city we just left. But this is we're still here. Uh, you know, people were asking why we came to Florida, why we just didn't stay where we were. I've learned so many things since uh, we've had this experience. Uh, one of the things I learned was that you don't know where the hurricane is going to uh, move. So when we were headed to Florida, I was staying in touch with my brother and sister-in-law and they knew a week before the hurricane hit, like most people that a hurricane was, a, was a coming for real. Yeah. And, um, I asked my sister-in-law what we should do. Should we stay put with where we were or should we continue heading to Florida? And she just, she couldn't give me an answer. Like yeah. really nobody. I, she said that the hurricane at that point looked like it was going to hit, uh, the southern point of uh, Florida and maybe take a turn into the Gulf, but nobody was sure. So she said, you're planning on coming here anyway. Just come. I mean, I don't know. I think about it like since we've been here, maybe we should have stayed. It was kind of foolish. What if the hurricane had hit our area? That would have been like really crazy to come during a hurricane. But at the same time, I'm really happy I was here with my brother and sister-in-law and um and, and we just got lucky. So the way the hurricane moved, uh, we were spared. So we're in central Florida. We're in, in an area called the Villages. It's a huge uh, retirement community. And we are north of Orlando and a little tiny bit west. Yeah. So um, if we were going to go to the beach, we're really in between the Pacific and the Gulf. We could go either way, and it's about two hours to hit either shore. Uh, what we had to be concerned about... Once they knew that the hurricane was not going to come up toward like uh, Panama or, or or the you know the curve, the the curve of the state was that um, we had to be concerned about tornadoes, and this was something yeah. that James and I were completely unaware of. We just thought, okay, we're going to miss the hurricane. We'll get lots of rain and lots of winds. But actually, what we were educated on was how the hurricane. Uh, travels, meaning how it spins. And if you are in the upper left-hand corner of the spin of the hurricane, that is the most dangerous place to be with regards to tornadoes. So, uh, and if you look at where the villages is located and where the hurricane was originally headed and the path they thought the hurricane was going to take, everyone was really, really concerned that we were going to get hit with tornadoes. And it has happened in the past, but I can certainly tell you that Tuesday, everyone was panicking about a tornado. And we had decided to take our rental car back Tuesday because our fear was that if we get hit by a tornado, yeah. the car could flip. It could end up across uh, the neighborhood. So why hold on to the rental car? There was no point. Uh, we were just going to return it. So that's what we did. Yeah. 
I went to the grocery store that morning because we had arrived. But on the drive here, we did stop hours outside of this area because they told us the shelves were empty. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, we did. And I think maybe within the first day we were here, there was a little sense of hope among everybody like, oh, this may dissipate when it's out over the Gulf. Yeah. Uh, but the, the morning uh, that it was due to hit landfall, uh, it sucked all the water out of the Gulf near Tampa. And yep. it they was knew. pretty scary. It was like a tsunami type event. Um, and one of the other things that I didn't realize was, you know, as the hurricane is crossing the state, what you get if it's coming from the Gulf side eastward toward the Atlantic Ocean, all those towns on the Atlantic Ocean are also getting it because once it hits water again, it starts blowing, circling and blowing all that stuff right back into areas like I don't know where are they Ormond Beach. Oh yeah, uh, up in that area, mm-hmm. maybe further Daytona. North. Daytona, Daytona got hit, all that huge Flagler. Flagler's yeah. underwater. Uh, Lake Eola in Orlando, uh, you, near the area yeah. on uh, International Drive. If you've ever been there, taking the kids to one of the major theme parks or what have you, it's a major hotel avenue with all kinds of you know attractions or whatever. It's it's a it's just one mega tourist trap. But uh, I saw a report where that street was just a river, you know? Yeah. What was crazy about this was that Orlando had not anticipated the hurricane to take the curve that it did across the state in the direction it took. Uh, So Orlando was not prepared for the rain, the flooding, none of it. People couldn't get out in time, but most people didn't want to leave anyway. They wanted to try to protect their home, but there's no protecting it when, and I learned this, I just learned this while I was here because I said to my brother, why don't they just sandbag the shit out of everything? And he said, you can't when it happens this quickly. Not just the speed of the hurricane, um, but the the turn that it, ter- that it took. And this particular hurricane, when speaking of speed, was actually very slow, meaning that it sat over your city for a very long time and just downpoured with rain. But it took this turn and... Orlando was never expecting to have the hurricane turn in that course. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, we saw fan boats on the streets of yes. Orlando. So mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty, pretty uh, eye-opening, I guess, is the best the best yeah. word for it. So, And it was crazy because we were kidding around saying that our welcome to Florida was going to be a hurricane. And it actually was. And it wasn't like funny. It was, it was just like, how did we get here? And then we got here Sunday evening late e- late afternoon early evening and then monday it was like bright beautiful skies we were outside walking around doing activities and then tuesday it was just gray and yeah. it was so scary because it was like it's coming like all the talking all the news reports it's coming yeah and for us it was strange because you know as you know if you've been following us uh we've made decisions to stay an extra day here or cut and do a trip Mm -hmm. down there a night in roswell an extra couple days in texas uh it's just so crazy it's like a two-month road trip added up to us landing here like right as this thing was about to pound down on florida so um you know, credit to all the first responders and everybody. Uh, it seems like the governor and the federal government and FEMA are all working uh, in conjunction as best they can. It's difficult to restore power when an entire city's underwater, like Fort Myers, that area. Um, 
So it's going to be days and weeks and some to, places to, years. to get that. And yeah, the, like uh, there will be pla- like Sanibel Island is going to take years to rebuild. So um, they're saying 18, 20 years. I mean, that, my friend who has that condo said it from the last hurricane that was 20 years ago, that was so powerful. It, it, you know, really was impactful on that Island that she said it has been almost 20 years and they're, they were just last year seeing it like back to where it was prior to yep. that hurricane 20 years ago. And here we go again. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I know. And then you think like, you know, James and I have obviously been having discussions that if you're a Floridian and you've lived here your whole life or you, you know, you moved here 30 years ago and you love it and this is how you live. Um, do you rebuild every 20 years if you live on the coast? Because it's always a risk if you live on the coast. I don't know. It's just something you have to think about, which brings us to Florida. You can tell the story of actually how that came to be and why we're here in this house we're in right now. We talked a little bit about it in uh, episode one, how our destination was going to be uh, this coast. We had talked about going from one coast to the next, and we knew that we were going to hit the southern part of the country and end up in Florida. And I should mention, just for the record, obviously with Hurricane Ian, we've postponed our plans to go to the Keys. So we've talked about that at length before in the past. Uh, Yeah, we have. It's not Um, happening right now. No, not right now. So um, what brought us to Florida? Well, my brother lives here and my sister-in-law, and um, I have vacationed here. My parents actually retired here when uh, my dad, you know, uh, when they left Chicago. And um, I'm very familiar with the Florida area that, you know, central Florida. Uh, My sister-in-law and brother moved to a retirement community called The Villages, about, I think it's been like 17 years now. And we should mention that Denise's siblings are all much older than her. So yes, maybe they don't like us saying adding, they probably don't like me adding the word much (laughs) older. (laughs) Well, I guess it's like, I just say, I mean, we are talking about like we're in our fifties. So my, my brothers are 20 years older than me. So, um, roughly like 18. So, uh, my parents obviously had me late in life. And so, you know, we all laugh that I was the flower girl in my brother's wedding, which is actually true. (laughs) And so I, um, I don't know, ever since I've grown up, it's always been kind of understood that I'm going to take care of my parents. I'm going to take care of my brothers when they get older. And um, I always told my brother in Florida, like, don't worry, I'll move next to you and take, I'll move next door to you and take care of you. And um, we would joke about it, but I always meant it. Like, you know, my other brother has a affinity for the outdoors. So he has, you know, been in and out of Colorado and that's where he resides right now. I came to visit the villages many, many years ago when my brother moved here with his wife and I loved it. Like the first time we came here, we rented a house and our kids were little and I brought my parents and I said to James, I, I'm going to move here. And he's like, you're 37. <laughs> what are you talking about? But I just love everything about it. Yeah, here. I just absolutely love everything about it. So with all that being said, the house next to my brother became available for sale like 10 years ago. And he called and said the house is for sale. Well, you know, we had little kids at the time. And I just remember Ellie was really little, like running around maybe like four years old. And I said, there's no way as much as I I want to live next door to you, I can't do it right now. The house is in probate. We live in California. How am I going to do it? Okay. So someone bought the house, whatever. 
Then five years ago, he called me and said, this house is for sale next door again. And I was like, wow, I really want the house. But our older one was starting college and we had two in high school and they were going to private high schools. So just think of three tuitions and there was no way we could swing it. I mean, and we weren't even vacationing here at that point because whenever we got a vacation, the kids always wanted to go, I don't know, like to Mexico or, or whatever. Like we'd go, you know, I don't know, just someplace other than Florida. We just weren't coming here. Yeah. Mexico was on a pretty steady rotation just because it was so close. Yes. And so economically (laughs) reachable for us. Yeah. a, A plane ticket from our house to Cabo is like $250, like when we lived in Los Angeles. So the kids always wanted to go to Mexico. So we weren't even coming here. And again, it's a retirement community. So I'm going to buy a house and I know that I can rent it because um, people scoop these up all the time. So I knew it was a great rental income property, but I couldn't even maintain it. Like it was impossible. Financially, we just couldn't swing it. So I had to say no again. Well, then at the top of this year in February, my brother called and said, that house next door is for sale again. (laughs) And I said- And ours was not yet. No. And we had not even, we knew we were going to sell our house, but we honestly had not thought about doing it until maybe the end of this year. So I was really disappointed. I, I said to James, this house is available again. I said, this would be the most amazing time to do it. Like we could have a house for our our future, like, cause I, it's an amazing, it's a retirement community. Um, and we can use it as income property. And his friend who's our age had three houses here and his friend lives in, um, Ohio. And I was like, you know, Steve's doing it. And I knew a couple other people who had houses here that they were renting. I'm like, I really want to do this. And I want to live next to my brother. Like the whole thing was me living next to my brother. So then the next day my brother calls me and he says, okay, I'm going to buy the house. I'm going to buy the house and then you just pay me back when you buy, when you sell your house. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah. He's like, so the house is yours. I'm going to just, you know, I'll put the money down for it and I'll get the loan. But I explained to him, we probably wouldn't sell our house till like November, December, maybe like we were in no rush at that point. We knew we were going to sell it, but we weren't in any rush. He was like, it's fine. He's like, as long as you can make the mortgage payments on the house, um, it's fine. I'll just buy it. It was unbelievable. Like he got the loan like next day, there was no haggling on the price of the house. The lady who sold it, sold it to him exactly at asking. There was Well, yeah, he got it before it went on the market. He did. But I was really nervous because the real estate agent came in and she still put, listed it on the market. And I said to him, there's going to be, you're going to have a problem. But there wasn't. Like there wasn't. Um, Which is really strange because it was before- Oh my gosh. You know, the yeah. interest rates- rose while Denise and I were in escrow in June. Yeah. And um there they had not raised yet at that point. No. So for you know yeah, for, so- for there to be uh for him to be basically the I don't know if he was the only bidder, but the highest bidder uh without he was the only any, one because she said any problems. Yeah. yeah. She the real estate agent said she had to list it. I had a heart attack. I was like, okay, forget it. Like yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Literally. Um he kept saying no, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. And he was right. Um they didn't they didn't play games with him. And we're so used to games being played in the Los Angeles market that we I was just shocked that no games were played. Yeah. So um he got the house. So um it was incredible. And so then, you know, um what happened with us was that it, it's just so weird how this all happened. In April, I was with a client because you know, everyone knows I do permanent makeup. And I was with a client who's a real estate agent. I'm so sorry, it wasn't April. 
it was like March. And she was telling me how she sold a piece of property to somebody that was a teardown in an area of Los Angeles. That's nice, but she sold it, but not like worth $1.7 million of her teardown. And that's what it was. So she just said to me very nonchalantly, not knowing anything about my personal life at all, that I was even a homeowner. She didn't know if I rented or owned that. She said to me, it is such a seller's market right now. And it's not going to be like that in the next few months. We're hearing rumblings of interest rates rising. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I, it was that day, that day, that night I got in my car, I got home and I said, we're selling our house. And James was like, wait, what? He's like, what? I'm like, we're selling our house. I'm like, we have to do this because my client just told me that interest rates are going to climb and, and why wait? So then I called my real estate agent. I said, Brianna, um, Brianna Deutsch, by the way, she's really good. Rodea Realty. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, uh, we want to sell the house right now. And she was like, oh my gosh, great. Let's do it. So long story short, everything moved very fast. We took pictures. We cleaned the house. We made it look presentable, meaning like we got down all the clutter out and she had an open house on a Sunday. We had four offers on Monday. We were in escrow on Wednesday. So I was so happy I could call my brother and tell him that we put our house up for sale. And he was like, what are you doing? It's really my sister-in-law. I was the one, I was talking to my sister-in-law all the time. She's like, what are you doing? You don't have to do that. You don't have to worry about the money, none of that. And I said, we're just going to do it. I'm like, let's see, let's see how it goes. And boom, it happened. So all that to say, we own a home in the villages right next to my brother. We do, but we have some explaining to do because it's kind of a complicated tale for us. As you know, uh, we are actually driving around the country. The whole point of this is for us to find a hometown uh, that we can hopefully be a magnet for our children to want well, to yeah. live around later. So the girls let's get into that. Yeah. So it's a 50 and over community. And although they allow adult children to live here... Um, no, our girls do not want to live in a retirement community. They don't want to live in Florida, period. So they I know they've really um they've really stressed how Florida is not a place they want to live. But look, I'm I'm just whatever. I'm not really putting too much stock in that because there are so many places that they said that they didn't want to vacation or go to and ended up liking. Um, all that to say though, we are still looking for a place where we can all you know, theoretically be together. But I was telling James this morning, I'm so tired of people telling me that these girls are not going to want to live near me. (laughs) I think percentage wise. uh, I'm so tired of of hearing that. I cannot even tell you. Two out of three of them are probably going to be regional, but you know, at least one of them is going to be on an entirely different coast. It's just how things work. I mean, they're going to be chasing jobs and then eventually they'll probably meet significant others who are also chasing jobs and together they'll all be chasing jobs. And meanwhile, you're going to be playing pickleball here while I'm driving around (laughs) Oklahoma looking for property. Well, we have, okay. So we have, we already have renters for this house. So when my brother purchased it, uh, he said, my sister-in-law said to me, I keep saying my brother, because truthfully, I didn't talk to him once on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so my sister-in-law yeah. said to me, you know, you're going to have renters the minute that you, you know, 
buy it. And I said, oh, right. No, really, we do. It's rented January, February, and March. And I could have, and somebody already wants it for April. Um, people love this area. Snowbirds come down from New Jersey, New York, Michigan. Yeah. I mean, the people that are actually renting the house from us are Canadian, and they're going to be spending a month here. There's one person spending two months here. So um, she wasn't kidding. So all of that to say, we had no urgency on coming to the house and doing anything other than visiting with my brother and seeing the house <laughs> for ourselves. Which because- is why we've been screwing off for two months across <laughs> the country. Yeah, because we there was no urgency. We were going to come here, see the house that my brother purchased, and um, and then just kind of like, you know, take our time, you know, furnishing it. I mean, there is furniture in here that my sister-in-law did get for us, but there was no urgency. But then we got these renters now and there's an urgency because we're gone again. Like we're only here for a couple of weeks and then we're on the road again. So I get this place fixed up quick. So we, I'm going to show some pictures. It's crazy yeah. mess right now. I shouldn't say uh, fixed up, I guess. No, it doesn't, it's, it's not, moving ready, really. It, 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 I mean, it needs paint and we'll do that. Um, and it needs, we want to still put our touch on it. Well, I not like just the that, but also- you know, people are paying a premium to rent from us. And my sister-in-law kept saying to me over and over again, people are not going to pay this rent if it doesn't look like That's this true. type of place. And we've been obviously we Air- know. airbnb in it. So we want it to have a certain aesthetic as well. Um, right now, I look at the walls. Um, it's very Martha Stewart, which is quite pretty. Like the walls are yellow and some of the rooms are like, you know, uh, a shade of green and some are like more taupey. Um, it's very like how Martha Stewart used to talk about decorating with each room being a, a different color. And we can leave it the way it is. 100%. Well, I mean, it needs a lot more post-it notes everywhere. <laughs> I mean, we really have to get out the printer and the exclamation points. Okay, so my brother and sister-in-law both listened to us, and they said they were going to have notes all over this house when we walked in to- After hearing our Roswell episode, yes. Yep, yep. And I don't know what stopped them. I'm not sure, because that would have been- really crazy good. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. Would, I wouldn't I would not have expected that, but it would have been just so on point. In laminate, like yeah. how they were all like in the laminate sheets. Yeah. yeah. So don't all touch this light switch. Yeah. Don't take <laughs> don't take the light bulb out of this uh fixture. Yeah, because it's got a camera in it. So anyway. Any case, so back to this house. So we have just a few weeks to just put our touches on like design. Uh because then we're gone for a couple weeks. Then Yeah, we've got to be in Utah next week at the end of next week. Something like that. Yeah, it's like this 14th or something. Yeah. And, and then, then we're going to Mexico. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to Los Angeles for three weeks. So yeah. we only have a short window to um, get this house ready for people that are coming January 1st because January then will take us, we're hoping, to the Carolinas, but we're not sure. We've changed this so many times. We're thinking Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. but we're not sure where we're going to be in January, but we know that we have to have this presentable for um, the people that are coming in to rent. So yeah. that's what we're doing. And if you and your granny want to rent this place in December, it's currently open. <laughs> and I also just want to say a big thank you to listeners that have given us tips along the way of our travels. Like, yeah. For instance, we had planned on going to New Orleans. 
But several listeners, more than one, mm. reached out. And uh, one of our listeners, Amanda, who was really helpful, in, uh, Texas and Louisiana are her jam, she told me. And she gave me all kinds of helpful tips on where to go. And I also have a couple of friends that are from New Orleans. So I was about to reach out to them. But the one thing that I had heard more than once was that um, with our dog and with our minivan, maybe... New Orleans wasn't the place to visit because we would we we could stay in an Airbnb, but parking was not going to be easy. We would want to go and visit the French Quarter, and obviously we couldn't do that with a dog. And truthfully, we already knew that New Orleans, in our opinion, wasn't a place that we were looking at for a home. It was just going to be a stop to have fun. So yeah. why drag the dog and why drag all of our belongings in a minivan? Um, why not just fly here and like enjoy it for like a week by ourselves? You know what I mean? Fly there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for us, it'll be a long weekend, one weekend. And I already know I've been to New Orleans, uh, a few times, uh, way back in the day. And I, from everything I hear, Bourbon Street's even crazier than it used to be in terms of crime and panhandling and all that stuff. So, uh, from my vantage point, I'm like, okay, uh, I have my podcast gear. I have my wife. I have my dog. It's like I got a lot to keep track of in a city that always makes like, you know, top 10 in terms of, you know, most violent crime and and all that. So um, uh, so we decided to skip it. And yeah. but honestly, I wouldn't have not made that decision had a you know, few listeners reached out and said, hey, this is what my thoughts are if you're headed to this area. Yeah. And Amanda, thank you so much. Thanks, it was, Amanda. Yeah. I didn't even know you did that. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and, um, and then I think I had mentioned to you uh, that she was uh, corresponding with me, but uh, maybe because there's a couple that have been corresponding with us. And but usually all I heard was don't go to New Orleans nah. right now. Yeah. yeah so, so, um, and then we've also gotten people who will sh send us messages on Instagram and say, Hey, did you hear the weather in this area? Isn't so great. And you know what? We've been really lax about that. So in our travels, we haven't checked the weather as, um, as timely as we should have, because there was plenty of places we drove right into a uh, thunderstorm and people like Florida. <laughs> and uh, so people uh, were always giving me a heads up as much as they could. No one really knows where we're going to next, but uh, people would say, Hey, if you're headed to this area, just know uh, they're having really a, a, a really bad heat wave right now. And it was always really helpful. So thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that for sure. So, uh, I have questions that I want to ask that I think the viewers are going to want to know answers to. Sure. Um, this affinity of yours with the retirement community <laughs> at such a young age has always been puzzling to me. I mean, look, I love nothing more than kicking around with the kids on a golf cart. Um, although they're so big now that not all four of us would fit on one, but there was a time where I could load them up like little puppies and take them off to the community pool when we rented, uh, we rented a house here one summer and your whole family came and that was fantastic and everything. But, um, for you, it, it's like, it's, it's funny because you, you were a Chicago girl who then lived in LA and now you just have this like, uh, attraction to living <laughs> in a retirement community, which, you know, I do, I want to do water aerobics and I want to do yoga oh and I gosh. just, and uh, yeah, I, look, I already worked out with my sister-in-law on the out the outside gym and I made a little um a little uh 
a cross-training workout for us with music on the phone and everything. I was so excited to be here. I think for me what it is, is growing up in Chicago, it is so cold for about six months out of the year that I had plenty of time to see old people shut in and what it does to them. And um, I'm a very active person and I see what being sedentary can do to people. Unless you stay active, um, you know, everything just starts to give away and you start to age. Everyone knows this. It's no secret. I'm not telling you something you don't know. Uh, if you can stay active in the area you live in, great. Uh, but the beauty of this retirement community is everything is at your disposal. So the reason I love it is I don't have to seek out any activities. It's all right here. And I know like all my friends have poo-pooing it. Like everyone rolls their eyes when I say I want to, I'm moving to a retirement community. Look, if it were up to me right now, this minute, I would stay put in this house. I wouldn't rent it out and I wouldn't leave. But James is not ready to retire. And our agreement has been that, you know, we will travel and find a place that um, we can all agree on. But here's the thing. I say I would stop right now and live here, but I can't because my girls won't live here. Yeah, so, you wouldn't. So I still have to like make a choice to find a home that like we can all agree on, even if it's only for six months out of the year. But I love it here because everything is here. I don't have to join a country club to like stay active and play tennis or, you know, wait for summertime to come to play golf. First of all, I don't do either one of those. <laughs> Okay, let's just get that straight. But if I want to, I can. Oh my god. Okay. So um I love it here. I don't understand why people um roll their eyes when I say I'm well, moving because here. you're 53, that's why. You're a little young. Where am I gonna go? Well, you're gonna go with me wherever we're going, but what what's do you mean, more where fun you're go? than doing pickleball? I can think of many things. If I can do yoga every single day and not pay for it and just show up, that's what I'm doing. I mean, here's the thing. When you buy a home here in this area, you're buying a lifestyle. And that's just the truth because all the activities are free. You don't pay for anything. I'm not yeah, paying I mean, for- Yeah, I mean, the golf is free, all The that. tennis is free. Um, the pickleball is free. I don't have to like pay a rec center fee like I did in LA to play tennis. I don't have to- pay for a tea time to play golf. Again, I'm not playing golf, but you know what my point is. Um, I can do yoga every single day for free. Every single day. I can I can do whatever they have listed and they have they have a rowing. Vicky asked me if I wanted to go rowing. Okay. Like I'm not saying you're not open minded to certain things. I think I'm gonna start rowing. It just it's just uh like now all of a sudden it's like the kids have all gone off and they're doing college or, you know, in the case of Parker, she's starting her own life. It's like, we have this chance. And then it's like, it's, no, you know, we're still going to travel. There's no I know, question but about it. We're going to travel. We're I know. See but the world. then in the same breath, you just said, I would stay here if I could. So I kind of uh, would. Okay. I don't I think you would, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's like, I know you enjoy it. There's something to do every single day. What is not to enjoy about that? Like, I mean, I woke up yesterday and I said to my sister-in-law, what are we doing today? I know. There's something to do in Zion every day, but you know, like there are it's plenty the same, of places though. where it's something hiking. to do. It's hiking every day. So here, I, I, I could join a hiking club and then the next day I can- And where, and where are you guys going to hike? I don't know, but the I know they- The pond with the alligators? They have a hiking club here. Okay. And then I can go rowing the next day. Like okay. there's something, the options are so amazing. Yeah. 
Okay, so I like it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care the eye roll. I like it. So poo-poo to everyone else. They're going to get old fast and I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, we also have many plans coming up. It's a little bipolar right now with it you. Is. I got to be honest. Because it's like- I did. I said to my sister-in-law, like, I said, the renters are coming in I, in January. And I go, can I stay in your house? <laughs> she just laughed. But we're going we're gonna to travel. So um, that, yeah, I well, know. Yeah, we have renters, so. I know. And I um, want to see- we still have to find a place we can all agree on. Yeah. And I mean, look, uh, from my vantage point, it's like- But if one more person tells me the kids don't want to live with me, I'm going to really get upset. Well, they don't want to live with you here. So you should wrap your head around that. I know. But even finding a second home, like everyone keeps saying, like, I really like Oklahoma City and I shared that with somebody. Ellie does not share your passion for Oklahoma. It's really amazing, which we'll do a podcast about that. But then- Parker's fine with it. Is she? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she likes Texas. So, um, you know, Oklahoma's right up the street, right? You said you would stay here if we didn't have renters. And, you know, if it weren't me insisting, like, no, we got to travel, we got to do some other stuff. I can't. I mean, though. how accurate is that? Mm. You're feeling that. Are you feeling that right now just because you're here? And I really like it. You like the idea of rowing. I really like it. I do, I, I do like the idea of rowing. I really like being here. I really do. I, again, I don't care what anyone else thinks or says because I never have in my life. Just saying. Well, I like being here too. I mean, I really love my brother and sister-in-law. Your family has been so, you know, supportive of me over the years and have always included me and never like once made me feel like, I wasn't part of the family. So it, it, I like being here in that regard as well. I guess I, I can't I just, live here. The girls won't live here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't know, matter what I want. The but I just want to clarify here. like, I, that's not a house for all of us. I can live here, but I can't do it full time. No, you it's know? not a house for all of us. There's no way. Like the girls, it, I don't care if I tell them that Harry Styles lives here. Harry the, Styles does not live here. No, his mom may though. His mother does not <laughs> live here either. Um, they, his mother's in a nice fat house somewhere outside of London. Uh, I could tell them they're just never going to move here. And I would never expect them to move here. I just never would. All I'm saying is that for everything I want to do, everything's just here. That's all. I mean, except my girls. So I'm not going to stay here. I mean, okay. The other night, my sister-in-law had everyone over at her house who was anticipating, you know, our travel and who were listening to our podcast yeah. and this and that. And, um, and we got to spend time with everyone and so many stories about people not living near their grandchildren or even their own children. I don't want that. I, I, it goes back to like why we're doing this. I don't want that. I want to be near my kids, but everyone keeps saying my kids don't want to be near me. Well, they don't right now because they're having the time of their lives, the best four <laughs> years of their life. Because uh, college was the best four years of your life. Yeah. I mean, having the kids was a close second. But I will say that it was really nice. Everybody came out. It was great. We had that get together at my Such sweet house. people. Our new neighbors in the village. Villages. The villages. Uh, the villagers. Uh, are, Ken and Patty. Yeah. They're all like super sweet and obviously welcomed us and everything. We're the babies on the block oh, for, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're the um, babies. I think the closest to us is 63. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to feel young and <laughs> around everyone. I don't always feel that way, but- But they're still going to kick your ass at golf and tennis. Oh my gosh. I know. No question. <laughs> so all that said, you came to me in February and March and said, we need to buy this house. 
It's next door to my brother. And although I know you don't want to live in a retirement community and it's not going to be the home for our family, including our girls, it's a great home for an investment. And it's next to my brother, which is where I've always wanted to live, right next door to him. And when we get older, we'll be in this community of people our own age and we'll not be shut-ins and we'll, we could have an active lifestyle if we choose. And um, I'll be able to take care of my brother. Um, yeah, I understand. I mean, so, uh, but that was my point. It's like, you came to me and you didn't just say all those great reasons for wanting to buy this house. You also reminded me that this was a promise I made way back when we were dating and I was willing to say anything. You were willing to say anything. I was. It's true. It is so true. You were willing to say anything. Yeah. And I did. And you reminded me of the fact that I promised this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and you kept honestly, your promise. I did. I kept my promise. This was definitely a make good. The, uh, okay. Selling the house in LA and all along this trip, this journey, I told you I was going to take time off. I did. You did. And you got your house um, alongside your brother. I only had a few conditions that I didn't live here full time. If I, or that I could, it's not even if I lived here full time or not, it's just that I could get up and go see my kids. Yes. Also, and we're we also going to look for, I mean, I, mean, I want property. I want a big, I want yeah. a big house. Yes. So, it is and this purpose. is a nice house, but I want something, you know, bigger. Are you surprised I've made good on some of this stuff at all? No, because you're a really awesome person. Wow. When I first met James, um, our second date, my parents, my mom had me when she was 43, my dad, 44, my dad was 49. So when I was one, my dad was 50 and my mom was 45. When I was 10, my dad was 60 and he looked like my grandpa because he had gray hair. When I was 20, my dad was 70. When I got married to James, my dad was almost 80 years old. Yeah. So- I told James on my second date that my parents are older and I will always take care of them. Um, I thought it was very important that like when I was dating somebody and even though it was our second date, I liked him. I wanted to know, like, let him know what he was in for. Like my family's huge for me. Like we're close and we spend a lot of time with each other and we do a lot of things for each other. Like my brother bought this house for me. I mean, literally. So this is how we are as a family. So I just wanted him to know, like, I'm going to take care of my parents. And he let me build a guest house for them. Hmm. So I knew that, like, when we lived in L.A. And he let me spend that money on a guest house for them so they could live with us. I knew that he would let me live next door to my brother because he knew how important it was. So I wasn't surprised that um, that he was okay with it. And I wasn't surprised that he had conditions because, you know, we have to be, I think the reason why we travel so well together is because we have to be respectful of each other's wishes and goals. I've always been super supportive of his um, career goals and um, whatever his family, uh, you know, ties were and what he wanted to do with his family, whatever it was, visit or have them come to our house, you know, whatever, whatever he wanted to do. Um, I've always been very supportive. He's always been very supportive of my 
career goals and very supportive of my family. He knows that my family's super important. I mean, I've done things not for myself, but for members of my family. And even in times where we didn't have money and he never gave me a problem with it ever, like not even once when I thought you could have. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, there have been times where I've said to you, honey, you're giving till it hurts me. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be point blank honest, uh, honest about that. But I know, but like we went to, we went to Mexico one time and I said, I'm bringing my niece and nephew here the next yeah. year and I brought my niece and nephew with and me. I said good idea I'm bringing mine too and you brought yours and we paid for every single thing for them their flights yeah. we paid for everything and it was like amazing that like I have a partner and he has a partner who does that like there are so many partners I hear about where they'll nickel and dime the other family like what are you doing for your sister-in-law what are you doing for your mom what are you doing for your niece and nephew why are you spending that Never. I've never, ever heard that once. Not even once. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to say, oh, you know, that dinner was a little expensive for your mother's birthday or what have you. Um, I think it's important for the listeners to understand that I wouldn't be in this position that I'm in with a 20 year career or, uh, you know, the ability to do this podcast or edit for all these you know, crazy TV shows over the years, had it not been for my mother-in-law who hadn't even met me lending me, well, making my father-in-law lend me $500 to buy my first laptop so that I could get a production coordinator gig and stop being a PA and bringing people coffee. So had it not been for that laptop, um, you know, my career would have waited. I like. I think my career would have been on hold, and maybe he had taken a, an entirely different direction. So, you know, out of that five hundred dollars back in nineteen ninety nine or whenever it was ninety eight, whatever that was, um, is yeah. the genesis of, you know, it's like every single thing that I've done in my career has been built off of that brick. So, and you know, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. Like the bar was low. Like all I had to do was have a job and a car. <laughs> Stop it. And cause we Denise, are not going to talk about Denise really didn't have a great track record when it came to boyfriends, <laughs> but, but you know, <laughs> I mean, let's just say I soared through all of the hurdles and uh, it was fairly easy. I mean, all I had to do was keep a junkie Volkswagen Jetta <laughs> running and, uh, you know, just continue to show up every Monday at 9 a.m. And your parents were like hip hop hooray for me, you know, so it was pretty. Uh, they were. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That, so that's the backstory on that. I mean, that's like. Uh, yeah, I called my mom. Like, I think we were only dating for. God, it only had to be like a month or so. And he had maybe two. We yeah. were dating two months. Yeah. And you had an opportunity, but you needed a laptop. And in 1998, laptops were, first of all, not common. Yeah. They, well, they were outrageously expensive. And just very for expensive. The very minimal performance. So he knew somebody who was selling a laptop for like $500. And in 1998, $500, like now, is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I just called my mom and I just said, you know, can you can he borrow 
this guy that I've been seeing for two months. Can he My borrow five hundred dollars for this? I can't laptop? imagine how many calls <laughs> like that your dad got over the years. Oh my lord! No, no. My I never borrowed money for a boyfriend. You never had to borrow money for a boyfriend. God no, no. Like oh. every guy I dated was a bartender and waiter. They had tons of cash. Okay, well the one guy was running a credit card scam. So let's oh, be he, honest. Oh, he could steal it himself. Why okay. would I have to ask my parents? Fair enough. Okay. I was the only deadbeat going back to that who needed no, 500 bucks. you were the first person I ever had to ask my dad or mom to borrow money uh, for something. And they, like, my mom didn't even, she just said, okay. Like, she never even asked me anything about, like, I don't know. Like, she knew that I liked you. I'd still been with you. It had been two months. So... <laughs> So I uh, dumped yeah. me at least four times by then, which is a completely different episode. I think but... I only dumped you twice at that point. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, three was three was coming up. Three was around oh, yeah. the corner. Yeah. So it was four, <laughs> five, and six. Go on. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so that's how that happened. So my mom literally dropped a check in the mail the next day. But did you ever pay them back? Like, did my did they require you to pay them back? I don't remember. No, your mom would not allow it. Okay. So I'm like, I can't yeah. remember. I'm sure your dad wanted me to pay him back, but. No, my dad no. probably didn't either. I know. He was a very generous guy. I'm okay, kidding. Listen, let's be honest. My niece's baby daddy <laughs> lived with my parents. And when my dad got tired of him not working and kicked him out of the house, he lived in his car in the driveway. Oh, my and God. And then my dad went out there one day and said, Randy, are you living in the car? And Randy said, yes. He goes, come inside. Just come inside. Yeah. Oh, mine. yeah, for sure. I mean, your family is pretty colorful that way. I mean, right now your ex-sister-in-law takes care of your mom. Yep. Not married to my brother anymore, but taking care of my mom. Yep. Because my mom, <laughs> Once after you're living in, with me- you can never leave. Yeah. Because my mom, after living with me for five and a half years, said that I didn't give her enough of my time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your ex-sister-in-law does. My ex-sister-in-law gives her a lot of her time. Yes. Yep. So yep. um, so that's where we are. So um, yeah, bring it back to- Bring it back to this house. And you- And you staying and me, in the villages. Yeah. And me not being surprised that you uh, purchased this house with me. Yeah. Well, it's very nice you said that because you know it wasn't my first choice, but- uh, No, because you keep saying you're so young, but you're not that young. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's like I'm like in Vancouver. Like I love this place. I can get a cup we, of coffee. I, I can do this. I can do that. I and then you know Santa Fe, like the rolling hills. I love it here, and you know all that stuff. And it's it's you're like just, you're getting old. Don't worry. It, it don't. I mean, but don't <laughs> act like I don't get out. And like, like when you're talking about people who live a sedentary lifestyle, I'm like. I hope you're not talking. I'm about actually me. not talking about you because I'm active, so I make you active. But I, I know if I weren't active, you would not be as active. Oh well. Anyway, <laughs> now that I only worked one job and do my little podcast, things are going to be great. I have more questions for you. All right, and that is bring them. Uh, so, because you never ask me questions, I do ask you questions. You don't. I do. I ask you. I ask you questions. I ask you a lot of questions. No, but go ahead. Start you don't asking. like it when you say I ask all these stupid questions. Oh my God. Quote, end quote. Yeah. You ask questions that have nothing to do with the topic at hand. But, but go those ahead. are questions. I'm asking you questions. Do you do that at work? Yeah. Oh, that must drive people crazy. 
It might. I don't know. <laughs> it has stopped me from getting hired. So. All right. I'm inquisitive. What can I say? About nothing that has to do with the topic at hand, but go ahead. Not true. How do you feel now that you can make good on all those promises you made to your family? Like your mom's taken care of. Your dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel great. Your one brother could care less about anybody taking care of him. Oh, yeah. No, he's totally fine. Yeah. And he wants to be left alone. That's <laughs> Like, that's why he's not here. He oh wants to be left alone. Yeah, that's okay. So that leaves your brother and your sister-in-law. And here you are. You're like in a spot to do it. How do you feel? It feels really good. It's like, but being on this whole trip has felt really good because it's just words finally becoming action. And um, people say things all the time. And you could have very well have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could have next year you when it came to selling the house and all that. Yep. Yep. And so it's amazing when you have a purpose and you make that purpose actually happen. Does that make sense? Like when I was 35 or 36 and I came here and visited and I said, I want to move here one day, um, to actually have that transpire and become a reality is pretty amazing. But this whole trip has been amazing. The whole trip has been a reality, uh, that we talked about and, and actually it, it became, it became the reality. It was, I don't know, it was just thoughts and words and ideas and to, be with somebody that helps you move that along and wants to move it along with you is like a really good feeling. I mean, I hope that everyone has that and not everyone does, but I don't know. The one thing I can say that I'm really just very fortunate about because when I met you, it doesn't mean that we'd be in the same place we are right now. We've, That's true. We've we could grown. have both grown apart. Yeah. Yep. You, I could have very well not wanted to travel. I could have very well wanted to stay in Los Angeles. I very well could have put my foot down and say, I want to move to the villages right now. And I don't care where my girls live and I don't care what you want to do. Um, you could have been very much like, I want to go back to Ohio. There's so many variables with us coming from different parts of the country and our yeah. backgrounds that for us to stay on the same path since we met, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, case in point, I have neither parent left. Both of my parents are deceased. So I have, I have no ties at this point in my life other than, you know, making sure my children get through school and trying to be around them as much as possible. And we are in a spot now in our lives. I will say that, you know, I understood how important it was for you to get the deal done on this place that we're in now. Um, because we are sort of straddling, like we're in that straddler part of our lives where it's like our kids are kind of grown and they're mostly on their way. But now we have to look toward, you know, the, I mean, your brothers essentially are a different generation than you. So to be clear, it's, it's like, you know, my brother and sister-in-law are super active. It's, they don't need us to take care of them. If anything, they've been taking care of us this past week. It's been really nice. I mean, they totally rolled out the red carpet along with all their friends and our new neighbors and all that stuff here, uh, in this little community of ours. It's just nice though, to be here if they need us for anything. Like, I mean, they have their friends, but nothing compares to family. You know, it's um, it's strange to say, okay, we're we're putting some of our nest egg into this property, 
Um, but life has a way and it's like, we have an opportunity to be around family for the first time in a long time, especially now that our kids are, you know, our ki- if we lived in Seattle near Ellie, we would still see her one time a week, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Plus, I mean, we have talked about over the years and just couldn't afford it having a piece of property. So it's going to be so nice. Like we have this. And then we're going to have someplace oh, else. Oh, yeah. You're really chomping in the bit about that piece of land in Oklahoma. I know. Right now. I really. You brought up Oklahoma City earlier. I, really I did not it. know that it resonated with you oh, that much. I really loved when it. When we were there, yeah. I liked it. It was a cool town. And when I think about like a city, um, obviously we talk about a lot like what are, what are, what we like about it. But I do think about will my friends come and visit? Like, will my brother and sister in law come? Oklahoma isn't too terribly far from Florida. Um, You know, Florida is clear across the country from Los Angeles, but Oklahoma isn't clear across the country. So maybe my friends will come and visit there. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, we, we obviously talk about a lot of things, um, that we think about when buying a, a home for our family, uh, thinking about my friends and my family is, is a part of that also. I mean, my, my extended, like not just my immediate family, but my extended family. Also, I want to be a place that everyone's going to like and want to visit. So, um, yeah. So look, Florida has a draw for people because we're surrounded by water and people want to come and, you know, and go to Disneyland. So I know that like people will come and visit. Um, it's far though for our California peeps. So oh, yeah. I really, I hope that wherever, whatever our, our home is like for the girls with the girls that people will come see us. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So that brings me to my next question. Uh, Three or four years from now, Ellie and Mia will both be graduated. Parker will be still immersed in her career wherever that takes her. Right yeah. now, she's in Corpus Christi. Um, so right now, we're in Corpus Christi, Utah, and Seattle, right? That's where all the kids are. Um, if they're staying in the Western United States or wherever they're moving. Um, so you have now three kids that you all want to live near us, uh, who probably won't, but... <laughs> <laughs> who may not, uh, percentage wise, I mean, come on, you know, but, um, anyway, at any rate, w- and, and, and now we also have this property here. What mm-hmm. does your, what, what does your perfect scenario look like when everybody is just as free to move around the country as we are okay. right now? I haven't seen, we have not seen the Northern part of the country. Mm -hmm. We've been sticking with the South. So for just talking about where we have visited so far, I could just say, I wish it would be Santa Fe, but it won't be like, that would be my number one choice outside of Florida would be Santa Fe. Uh, but the girls would never live there at all because they, it, it closes too early. It's a very cool town, but it gets very sleepy, especially Monday through Thursday. And so if you're asking me my dream, it would be Santa Fe, but it's not going to work. So I have to be practical. So being practical, honestly, probably someplace in Texas, because every place we've gone in Texas is pretty amazing with all aspects of why, like what we're looking for. Um, yeah, we found some really great Yeah, uh, but we haven't been, there. I mean, we're just talking about where we have visited. Because well, we asking, haven't been to the Carolinas. We haven't been to Tennessee. Oh, I know. We haven't been to, we haven't even been to Michigan or Wisconsin or any of those places. I mean, they're beautiful towns. I, my friend Ann offered us uh, to stay in her spot in Portland, Maine. 
you oh. know, next year, which oh, that'd be amazing. I've, never, yeah. I've been to Massachusetts, but I've never right. been. So if we're just talking about your question was just where we've been thus far. Well, my question is what's your perfect life look like? Because, you know, you're oh, talking, you're talking like wow. if you were to break down your perfect year, what would it look like? My perfect year would be like. I, I would say like six months with the girls and then six months with you traveling, but like the girls live in an area. But how does the villages fit no, into me. Like then we'd come back here for six months. Oh, okay. So let me rephrase that. Yeah. My perfect life would be six months with the girls, wherever we all decide to live and then six months in the villages. That would be, I think my perfect life right now, but we haven't found that other place yet. So it's hard to give you a, a concrete answer. I'm sorry. Does that make sense? No. Does yeah, that make sense? No, I know. I mean, I can't, what you if- can't pinpoint a location yet. Like that's, I mean, if you could pinpoint a location right now, then this podcast is over people. It's over. <laughs> the dream is over. <laughs> okay. I guess I would say half we bought a half. house in Minnetonka. We are done. Thanks for listening. I guess it would be half and half, I guess. But here's the thing I think about, because people have to always have something to say. Like I do think about now, because I didn't think about it before. What if we pick a place and like we pick a place, I'm just going to make one up. Okay. Right now I'm just making one up. Tennessee. I'm just making it up because it's in the middle. Yeah. And we find a great house in Tennessee and it seems to have like all the things that girls would want, like a city nearby, an airport, they can get a job, blah, blah, blah. And then we go there and they're off dating. They're off living their lives. And like, we never even see them. So it's like- Yeah, there's a there's a potential for that. No, I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I don't know. I think you better start looking westward then. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, Ellie says you have a choice, Washington or Oregon. That's it. All right. Well, that's not much of a choice. It's two it's states. Not. I know. Okay. It's two states. Um, any case, so I would be like 50-50 right now is how I'm feeling. 50-50. I'd like 50, to be- 50-50? Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. What are you feeling? I, I, I would like to do threes, but- Oh, where's the third one? Well, no. I'm saying like three here, three there, three here, three there, whatever the case. But, oh, three, three, and three. Yeah, but- Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually okay with that too. Like, But I mean, one of those has to be like- traveling if if we can still you know so three play three months and like here three months there and then three months traveling like somewhere else yeah and then whatever the third no whatever the whatever the fourth part of the year is i know the fourth mean. quarter yeah. of the year is we just decide it's like we you know maybe we like traveling it's or whatever, so crazy so. though because james has been on a, this entire road trip wherever we go it doesn't matter i love this place I love this place wherever we go, right? I could live here. I hear that every place. Yeah, we place, talked about this he's before. Like, he's like, what do you call it? Like very impressionable. So I am. like, yeah, so he- I absolutely am. He likes every place. I, on the other hand, am not like that at all. So what I'm really worried about, this is what my biggest concern is. I have not shared this with you. <laughs> okay. I hope my brother is not listening. Um, my biggest fear is we're going to go to Europe and I'm not going to come back to anyone. My brother, my kids, like I'm really afraid of that. Like I've been reading all these travel stories of Americans going to like Italy and paying like $289,000 for 
a small castle and spending another hundred thousand yeah. fixing it up. Okay. I mean, I've seen, I've seen I've, the pictures. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen little like uh, I wouldn't know if they qualify as castles, but I've seen houses in Ireland where I'm like, <sighs> I could buy that right now. You and know. And then everyone's getting a postcard. Yeah. That's it's legit. like mom and dad went out for cigarettes. Yeah. And totally. never came back. It could absolutely happen. So I'm afraid of that. Like I really am afraid that I'm saying all these things I want to do here, and then I'm gonna go over there, and I'm gonna be. Riding the bicycles, like riding a riding a bicycle, <laughs> oh just God. like with a um, baguette in the basket. Yes, Are yes. you kidding me? Exactly, just like um, Sound of Music, <laughs> and then I'm never going to come back. I'm so afraid of that. I'm little legitimately like scared. You're gonna break a hip running around the mountains like that. Just watch yourself. Okay, you're gonna end up in the villages right quick. <laughs> <laughs> Kitties, if you get a postcard from mom in yep. like you know Spain or Italy or Ireland, saying what a great time we're having, I'd be scared. If I were you, we may not come back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, I think we're gonna wrap this up. I actually have a job to start tomorrow, which brings up one last point I wanted to make. And uh, if you've been listening all this time, we've been hitting all these cities on our road trip, uh, which has been fun, uh, but it's time for me to start my job again. Like uh, legitimately working remotely. That's what this podcast was all about. Exactly. So uh, starting tomorrow, I will be working out of the uh, Florida house for a few weeks. I will be working in uh, Utah for a short amount of time. Yes, you will. And You will be working in Mexico too. I will not be working in Mexico. I will You're taking time off? Well, yeah, I'm taking time off because we're going to like an anniversary thing and we're going to be staying at a resort. But oh, um, for some reason, I thought you were still going to work. No, a I have a gap. Hours. I have a gap. Good. Okay. So uh, I'm taking time off from Mexico. But we might go visit Mexico City, which has been on our bucket list for a very long for time. For a very long time. And it, okay. Sorry. I just got to hijack this for one second. I know more than one American who lives in Mexico City. I literally know a handful of people. Oh, yeah. And so I know a guy. I'm scared of Mexico City now. What if we don't come back? Like literally a postcard from Mexico City. Like, bye, brother. Oh, no. I bye, know a kids. guy who lived with his father. He's a Blanco, too. He's a white boy like me. He went to live with his father who had retired to Mexico City and lived with him the entire pandemic and then just decided, well, Mexico City's not for me, but now he lives in Portugal. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. he met a girl, I presumably, I think, in Mexico City. I'm not sure. But- um, he met his fiance, his future wife. They're getting married. I think, you know, I don't know, anytime. Maybe they're already married. I'm not sure. So, uh, you know, that little diversion that he took to get out of L.A. during the pandemic just to have a change of scenery changed his entire life. It I did. Mean, and yeah. he's still working for an L.A. based company doing cooking shows and he's really good at his job. So um, I've heard that story, though, from yeah. more than one person. And even before the pandemic, like I have a client whose daughter worked for a company that transferred her. And this was, it's been six years now. So three years before the pandemic, transferred her to Mexico for her job. She loved it so much, quit the job, yep. started a completely new career for herself. And she's white too. Like we're not talking about like Hispanics who moved to Mexico City. These are like Americans born and raised yeah. who, so I'm, if we can do Mexico City, which we've talked about, I really want to do because I actually want to look like at property, like just to see, I mean, just to see, that's it. Yeah. And I think it's important to tell, um, you know, everybody who's listening that 
you know, uh, I guess our episodes come out once a week, so maybe it won't feel any different for you at all, but we're definitely going to be staying in each location longer now. It's not a road trip anymore. It really is a live work experience that we're going to be sharing with you. So, you know, starting now in central Florida and then, you know, next uh, uh, two weeks from now in Utah and then, you know, in December, uh, LA. F- Florida slash LA again, which I guess won't be everybody. Everybody know, be like, so he's back from, in LA. Yeah, but st- he's in Florida. He's in LA. What's he doing? Is anything different? But January, I promise you, uh, we're teeing you up for Savannah, Georgia, the Carolinas, Knoxville, Tennessee, Asheville, places like that. And then wherever it takes us. So uh, hopefully a week or two at a time. There are certain cities though that I do would like to go back that we both liked and spend like a three weeks there to see. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, you're right. I think we're, um, because we're going to be using uh, this house through the holidays as a base camp, it just makes sense to do an East Coast run right now. We won't be here during the holidays. No, I know we'll be in LA. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. How did I say that? You just said it's, we're using this house as base camp during the holidays. I'm like, no, we're not. Well, around the hall. Ho- I mean, yeah, it's like we're flying to LA. is not our base camp. It's an Airbnb. I know, but I'm just saying, we're just to be clear, we're not going to be here during the holidays. Okay, well, I guess none of it's clear. So anyway, you're going to have to stay tuned. <laughs> what the hell? But anyway, all that to say, uh, I think it's important for us to like, catch these states we can that are just north of us. Um, oh, for sure. And Savannah's I mean, we, been on your list for a little while. And we actually talked about going to Savannah, stopping there when we we're coming to Florida. And the one thing James said was, no, we've actually are considering like Savannah from what so many people have said. We can't just do a quick like three day. Yeah, I didn't want to do a one nighter yeah. in Savannah. That's Agreed. just not fair if it's, so we're gonna if it's give really it, on our map. We're going to give it some time. Yeah. And we still have Covington, Kentucky to really consider. Oh so, my gosh. You know, <sighs> that deserves a second visit. Yeah. And we have to talk about it. We're still, we're going to do a yeah. co- t- podcast about Kentucky. We haven't even, that was supposed to be yeah, today's. Yeah, we got like three or four episodes yeah. that we really need to get out to you guys. But that was actually supposed to be today's podcast, but we really wanted to talk about Hurricane Ian because we're here and we're experiencing yeah. it. Again, if you feel inclined, please give relief to floridadisasterfund.org or text disaster to, uh, I want to make sure I'm reading it right, 20222. Give to your fellow American citizens who are in need right now uh, of gasoline more than anything else. They need to run those generators. So, uh, And obviously cleanliness is a factor as the heat cooks that water that's just sitting there now. So... Um, that's it. God bless y'all. Hope y'all have a good week and we will catch you on the flip side. Take them out. Empty nest. Full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.